Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. everybody doing out there today it is friday july 7 2023 and i am your host don q how's everybody doing out there today i hope everyone is having a fabulous friday all right so what are we going to talk about today all right i'm going to continue on and finalize the uh the american bolshevik revolution and uh hopefully you guys are enjoying it and sharing it with your friends so with that being said guys whatever podcast app you're listening to this on please make sure you subscribe you're prescribed you're subscribed and you're following the show if you're on apple or spotify if you can give the show a rating preferably a five star if you want to leave a review that's fine also and um make sure you're sharing this with your friends whatever podcast app you're on it doesn't matter we're on every podcast app that is available out there with the exception of Pandora. For whatever reason, they don't like us. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. There's plenty of other options. Uh, our host platform is Podbean, which is a company of Spotify. Uh, I do encourage you guys, if you don't have the Podbean app, to maybe go ahead and download it and follow the show there. Because, you know, down the road, if we get enough followers, maybe I could start doing some live broadcasts or some you know, spot on, um, man on the street type situations. Uh, so just check it out. I know a lot of people's like, well, I got my phone. I've already got so much storage and I've already got Apple or I already got Google or I already got iHeart or Spotify or whatever the case may be. I get it. So no bubbles, no troubles. I'm just throwing that out there. And if you want to follow us on social media, guys, check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And also on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. Also, breaking today, go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. While you're there, subscribe to the website. You won't get a bunch of crap. You won't get a bunch of spam or nothing like that. Just that way you can follow the show. You can send me messages, emails, whatever. But more importantly, more importantly, breaking today, uh, we have a DTOM store. Yeah, that's right. DTOM store check. Uh, the link is on our website. And um, from there, you can link to it. So go to the drop down menu on the website where it says more. And uh, just look for DTOM store. Click the link. It'll take you to our store. I only have two items on there right now some stickers and t shirts. So, not for nothing. 
They're men's t-shirts. Uh, ladies, if you are so inclined, send me a message, whether it be on the uh, the website or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, you can send me a message at any one of those situations. If if you women, if the women out there are interested in shirts, I can open that up too. I'm just starting out small to see what we can do. I mean, there's gonna be there's plenty of other options of stuff I can do, but it's it's gonna be based on interest. I'm not gonna have a store full of stuff that nobody wants. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know, money, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Check that out, guys. If you have interest in other products, shoot me a message. Say, hey, what about hats? What about, you know, whatever. Bumper stickers, you know, whatever. Um, just check it, you know, check out the store. See what you see. If you guys are interested, check it out. Everything's on the website. Don't tread on America. Don't tread on America.com. And all those links are on the website. Also, if you are following us on Facebook, all those links are on there also. All right. Let's get back to uh, what we were talking about, right? So, where I left you guys off was telling you about how great Russia is. No, I was telling you essentially how the Illuminati put Lenin, Stalin, and Trotsky essentially in charge of overthrowing Russia. So, just a quick overview. Um, February of 20, uh, 2017. February of 1917... You had the 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 people, so to speak, the Soviets of the kingdom of Russia overthrow the czar, the czar king, whatever you want to call him, Nicholas II. And during the transition period of them creating a government, they were trying to go for a, a France-type model of uh, of a liberal democratic governor, government. Uh, they they in turn were overthrown by those three people: Stalin, Lenin. Well, I should say Lenin, Stalin, and Trotsky. And um, because a lot of confusion, a lot of whatever, and they basically J6'd them. For lack of a better term, I would say even more so because they went in there with guns and, and, and military-type people and overthrew the, the building of the government. And shortly thereafter, just to give you a quick overview, Lenin became the president. Stalin and Trotsky were had held different high branches in the government. We'll just say that. I, I don't know offhand where they are, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing about that, before I read on, I was doing a little bit of more research in the last day or two. Um, Lenin, so this was in 2017, the beginning of 2018, Lenin became president of Russia, whatever, whatever the, the term is. And uh, he was only alive for another six years. He died in, in 1924. Um, now, during the course of that time, I guess for lack of a better term, the best way I could explain it is you had Lenin, then Stalin, then Trotsky, or Lenin, then Stalin, and Trotsky, however you want to deem it, but... Lenin was basically the mastermind of the revolution. Trotsky was the the brains of the operation. He was the the intellectual. Stalin was the muscle, okay? And um once they took over, I think Stalin started to feel some sort of way about the other two. So <laughs> Essentially, Stalin, there's no proof as to, well, we know how uh, Lenin died. He died of a coma. He went, went to a coma from something, some mysterious illness, and he died in, in 1924. Now, he was only 53 years old, so it's not like he was 80. You know, he was relatively, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm about to be 50, so he was relatively a young man. Um, and they, and these guys were all about the same age. It's not like, you know, one was older than the other. They were roughly the same age, give or take. Um, I think essentially at this point it became an ego thing. So essentially 
he exiled, well, after Lenin died, uh, in order for him to take over, he exiled Trotsky and then later had him murdered. I mean, Stalin didn't kill him with his bare hands, but essentially Trotsky exiled to Turkey where he was under watch by the Turkish government and then mysteriously enough he was murdered. Kind of very Clinton-like. Let's just put it that way. So what's the point to all of this? Okay, so the, the reason I'm calling this, this at these two shows the American Bolshevik Revolution is because of this. Those things that happened over 100 years ago in Russia because of uh, the Illuminati essentially put these three guys up to doing these things because you wanted a country in chaos, okay? So the same psychopaths who set up the Soviet Union and Red China, these are the same people that put Mao in charge that matriculated down to what you see today are the ones who infest our government today. So I'm not saying Biden or Clinton or, you know, whoever. I'm not talking about those people. Those people that we see are just people we see. Those aren't the, the puppet masters, I guess, for lack of a better term. The ones who murdered 150 plus million human beings with bullets, famine, and forced labor are the ones now telling you to take your vaccines, drink your fluoride fluorinated water eat your gmo foods muzzle your face with oxygen inhibiting mask close your business silence your racist and anti-semitic speech kneel before black lives matter masters profess your white guilt accept uh, trainee admirals in the military give up your self-defense weapons accept a stolen election and submit to totalitarian rule for the rest of your life I mean, are, are we are we fucking stupid enough to follow these Pied Pipers to the gallows and stick our necks in the nooses? It's like we're killing ourselves because we listen to these dumb fucks. If people only realize the hell we we see when being unleashed today is being carried out by the same nefarious figures who created the order of the Illuminati, fomented the French Revolution, started World War One, overthrew Russia carried out unequaled reigns of terror, the horrors in which would shock the average person into incoherence, initiated World War II, and framed the anti-communists, conceded the UN, trumped up the Cold War, waged numerous hot wars, assassinated Kennedy, or, or the Kennedys, gave us feminism, LBGT, killed hundreds of millions of babies in human sacrifice called abortions, destroyed the uh, patriotic or patriarchal family, fomented racial division beyond anything seen in the past, took down the Twin Towers on 9-11, released a bioweapon to scare humanity into accepting a vaccine that itself is far worse of a bioweapon and so much more. We could finally awaken to our awful situation and fight back. So, hopefully, but possibly, it may be a little too late to avoid the collapse of American world uh, cataclysm. But many millions have been jolted awake by the birth pangs of the New World Order. The one world communist state is here. It's not fully implemented yet. But it's in the end game, and it's forming fear, fearfully fast all around us. The Bolshevik world revolution is in full swing. The communist conspiracy has never been more powerful and prevalent. And when I say the Bolshevik world revolution, obviously, obviously this show is Don't Tread on America. So when I'm saying the American Bolshevik revolution, the things that happened a hundred plus years ago in Germany, in Russia, the, the, the lesbian, gay, the, the, just the, the botry, so to speak. And then into America in the fifties and the sixties, you saw the, 
the patriarchal families, the breaking up, the, the taking the dads out of the homes, not just in all races, all races. Back in the 40s and the 50s, do you know the strongest family unit was the black family? For whatever reason, they decided to pull that that unity apart for whatever reason whatever i don't know what they were scared about i don't like i said every race has bad people white black hispanic asian whatever it's not the race it's people it's not the guns it's people it's not the it's people so what happened back in the 40s and the 50s into the 60s is they introduced um, drugs, alcohol, and stuff into certain areas of each city all around the country. But more importantly, especially in your big cities, they took jobs away from these people, which caused debauchery and problems and chaos and that matriculated into the 60s into the 70s into the 80s and just got worse and worse and worse you look at pictures of say like detroit you know 60 years ago 70 years ago to today and we're in modern times and i'm not necessarily talking about downtown detroit i'm talking about the the greater area of detroit and it's it's a hellscape oakland these these areas were great cities 50 60 years ago and now they're what are they right and as you see moving into today you know and this is it's like a city by city thing it's look at what's going on in chicago look at the things that are going on in new york now this happened in new york i don't know 40 50 years ago back in the 70s and the 80s and you had a change of leadership when giuliani came in there and kind of cleaned things up and then for I don't know, 20 or 30 years, New York was, wow, let's go to New York. But recently, in the last five or so years, it's really become a, a hellhole. I'm just glad I visited New York. Me and my wife went up there a couple years back, and we were able to go there and see New York City, and it was, oh, we're in New York. I told her when we left, I'm like, cool, mark that off the box, because I'm never going to fuck back there. Not that there was issues and you know, we didn't get mugged or anything, but there's just so many fucking people. <laughs> they're, they're, if you have never been to New York City, nor or you live in New York City, the amount of people is is astonishing. But whatever, um, it's happening, and and I you know you'll hear oh it's a, it's a blue city, it's Democratic run city. I don't that doesn't have shit to do with it. It's just an excuse to make to have a fight. That has nothing to do with it. It's this. This is what it is. So when you say Bolshevik world revolution, the things I'm talking about in Oakland and Detroit and Chicago and New York and wherever else, it's happening in France, in Paris, in in, in uh, London, in <laughs> wherever. <laughs> Name major city uh, of whatever country here. And we have plenty of listeners throughout the world um, this isn't an international podcast. We have a, a lot of listeners from around the world. So you guys can agree, even if you don't live in London or Paris or, you know, I don't know a city in Belgium, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, you live in the country, so you could, you know, if you watch your, your whatever, your local or your, your uh national news or whatever you guys might call it, like here we have Fox and CNN and whatever. Um, you probably see it, you know, in Madrid, Spain today, blah, 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 in Paris, France today, blah, 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 right? And it's these same things. So this isn't an American thing. It's not even a Russian thing. Like we use the term Bolshevik world revolution or American revolution because it identifies with a time period that happened in Russia and what happened. Now, the idea that an armed military is going into your your country's uh, parliament and taking it over, not so much. It's not so forceful now. It's not so we're doing this by force. We're not taking over the country 
by force, but by ideology. They play the long game like a bitch. People like me, you know, born in the 70s, rose, you know, grew up in the 80s and the 90s, became adults in the later 90s, so on and so forth. A lot of us, I, I'm sure this is probably something that happened when I was in school, but I didn't really, you, you know, maybe it didn't stick. But then maybe my kids' generations, depending on the parents that were that were my age, maybe, you know, you probably had a percentage that it did stick. And then they had kids, and then it really stuck, and so on and so forth. And that brings you to today, where you probably have a large percentage of populations throughout the world that have these ideologies in their head because that's what they think is right. You know, as I made this comment to Chris today, it's like throughout the world, you see, all you ever see is the bad. You know, you would think, like if you didn't live in America, you would think, I don't think I ever want to go to America. I'm going to go over there and just get killed. It's going to be automatic. And and it's like this, even in America, it's like, for example, I'll, I'll say this about that. My son travels for his job. He goes to Oregon. He goes to New Jersey. He goes to these different areas. So... You know, when all the stuff was happening in Portland, which is where he would go, I was like, dude, you need to be careful. I mean, that place is a hellhole. It's this and it's that. And you go there and it's not this and it's not that. Not to say that the stuff isn't happening, but it's not happening in the grand scale that the media portrays it out to be. So you have to ask the question, why is the media doing this? And I'm not talking about any one particular branch of the media. I'm talking about... All of them, Fox, CNN, MSN, whatever, whoever, local news, national news, I don't give a shit who they are. They all try to make it seem like this is such a bad thing. And I think part of it is to, uh, and the thunder rolls, I think part of it is not even so much to scare you, oh, God, I'm, I'm not going to Portland, that's a hellhole. I think it's more or less to antagonize people in your area so if you have some of these types of people living in your town or your city wherever you live any street usa and they say well shit that's the, look at what they're doing in portland we could do that here look what they're doing in chicago we could do that here i think it's more of a situation of that it's not so much to scare people from going to these places it's to <laughs> ramp up the shit in your area Oh, look at all these people getting killed in Chicago. We could do that here. Look at all these fires and, you know, wherever. We could do that here. Look at Chaz. They they took over the city in, in Seattle. We could do that here. I mean, fortunately, you didn't really see it. But it's it's almost like that was the point to all of it. To get people ramped up to do this shit. And then you got to look at what's going on in Paris right now. With the situation there, like I said, very kind of George Floydish, um, similar situation in a way. I mean, it wasn't a white cop and a black uh, suspect. It was a white cop and a, a Muslim suspect and so on and so forth. But you turn on the news media and you see what's going on in France. Now you got Macron kind of shutting down the Internet, shutting down social media. It's like, well, what are you trying to hide or you know is it is it is it that bad i don't i don't know it's kind of like the war in ukraine is it as bad as they make it seem i'm not saying that nothing's going on but <laughs> the way i see it is this and whatever if i'm wrong this is just the way i see it in my lifetime I have personally seen uh, what three or four areas of I mean I guess of war never in my time did I ever see actors congressmen senators uh, famous people of any type going into a hot 
war zone. So we are we are led to believe, at least in this country, and I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but in this country, we are led to believe that Russia is just terrorizing all of Ukraine. Okay? Now, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I don't know. Okay? But in Iraq, in Kuwait, in Afghanistan, all the shit that was going on there, uh, you didn't see random congressmen or senators, random movie stars or TV stars or music stars going over there to shake the hand of king this or prince that or whatever. So why are these people just going to a hot war zone in Ukraine? You know, you've got to ask that question. If it's such, if it's so bad and Russia's itching their finger across that nuclear button, why would you go there? <laughs> why would you take that chance of, oh, I just, I'm going to go talk to my buddy Zelensky and see how things are. Oh, shit, he just launched nukes, right? I mean, I, I maybe I'm just fucking stupid. I don't know. But, um... <laughs> essentially um i guess um bolshevism which is in reality an attack on the world of the spirit pre um pretends to be intellectual itself where circumstances demand it comes as a wolf in sheep's clothing but underneath the false mask, which it here and there assumes, there are always the satanic forces of the world destruction. And where it has had the opportunity of practicing its theories, it has created the quote-unquote paradise of workers and peasants in the shape of fearful desert of starving and hungering people. If we are to take the world of its doctrine then we find a terrible contradiction between its theory and its practice. Its theory is glowing and grandized, but um, it... Not like your fucking phone coming on. Siri, shut up! Uh, but it carries poison in its attractive gloss. Over, it, over against this, <laughs> what we have from it in terrible... is really terrible and forbidding... This is shown in the millions of sacrifices which have been made in honor of it through executions of the sword and the axe or the hangman's rope or hunger. Bolshevism is a world disease. Murder of individuals, murder of hostages, mass murder are the favorite means applied to Bolshevism to get rid of all oppositions to its propaganda. We have thus before our eyes a full picture of the fearful and harrowing mass terror terroristation, which is only approximately paralleled by even the most blood-curdling examples of war or revolution that are recorded in the world of the the history of the world. This is the actual system of bloodshed and terror and death, which is carried out by a hysterical and criminal polit uh, criminal political maniacs. Who, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting all sorts of fucking alerts. Um, blah, 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 blah. Who uh, would have it copied in every country among every people with the same terrorist practice in so far as they might find the possibility of doing so? Bolshevism is the declared enemy of all nations and all religions and of all human civilizations. The world revolution is now, as always, acknowledged and, pro and the pro blah, 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 proclaimed goal. Motherfucker, can you read, Don? <laughs> so I guess, essentially, the Bolshevik revolution that was in 1917, October of 1917, was and is ongoing. It's to the point anymore where you really 
have to pay attention. Not... I guess I can't say that if you're listening to this, you have to have the same mindset of evil and good and bad and airplanes that fly overhead. <laughs> you, um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is if you're, if you're an Antifa type person, you're probably not listening to this show, but let's just say you are, let's say you're silly McGee and you're with Antifa or you're with BLM or whatever. And you've stumbled upon this show and you're listening to it right now and you're hearing the sultry sounds of the PCGC and you say, well, but, you know, Trump is bad or police are bad or this is bad or that is bad. Well, your bad is my good, but my good is your bad. You you see what I'm saying? And then my bad is your good. I know I just confused the shit out of all y'all, but follow me here. The things that I think and that I would assume most of you guys think are good is these people's bad. The things that we think are bad and evil are these people's goods, these people's messiahs, these people's uh, gods, so to speak. And I'm not just referring to Antifa or BLM, these younger generations they're, they're following an ideology, but they have leaders that are leading them. Those people have made a deal with the devil. And these Illuminatus, these uh, New World Order people, these WEF, they're, they're all coincide. It's like the WEF is the, is the mouthpiece of the NWO and the Illuminati. Klaus Schwab just comes out the other day talking about <laughs> within the next, what, seven years, five and a half or six and a half years, we're not going to, we're all going to be in uniform. Not America, all of us. We're all going to be in uniform. I, did, did I miss something where I could tell this guy to go fuck himself? Can I, is, is that okay? Because Klaus Schwab, I know I'm just a fucking microscopic ant in your world I get it but I think it's going to come to a point where there's going to be a world revolution there's going to be a how can I place this like you you probably listen to other podcasts I'm sure you do because I do and you probably hear the term we're headed for a civil war like and and I'm not bashing any other podcast because I've brought it up I think I I even did a show called the Cold Civil War in a Cold Civil War, Cold Civil War. But I think I'm going to revise that into we are heading towards a civil war, but not a civil war in the sense that we know the history of a civil war, not just in this country, but throughout the world. Like, for example, the whole situation that happened in Russia like two weeks ago, right? I called it the Russian coup. Or the Russian coup conspiracy. Because I think it was a bunch of bullshit. But you heard the term a Russian civil war. Throughout the world, you see in certain countries, wherever, in Africa or wherever, civil war. I think just about every country in the world in their history has had a civil war. It's not like when when we as Americans talk about civil war, we think the North versus the South, slavery, blah, blah, blah. But... Every country's probably had a civil war. I mean, maybe not every single country, but I guarantee it more have than haven't throughout the history of their countries have had a civil war of some kind for whatever reason, whatever, whatever the fight was over. It wasn't necessarily over slavery. It could have been military versus citizens. It could have been a revolutionary type situation. Point being is this. I think we're in a world civil war. Okay. So I don't think when I say when when we say the terms world war, okay, we flash back to World War One, World War Two, um, and say okay, it was it was us versus them. It was the United States, Britain, and you know whoever versus Germany and Italy and Japan and whoever, right? So you had World Team A versus World Team B, right? I don't think it's going to be like that. I think when I say a world civil war. I think it's more of a situation of 
Um, the world <laughs> is in a civil war. Now, what do you mean by that, Don? I, I don't know. Now, when we say the term civil war and whatever country you're in and whatever you know about any civil war, it's it's kind of an us versus. So let's let's just take America, for example. The basis of the Civil War that if you ask average person, what do you know about the Civil War? Well, it was the North trying to get rid of slavery in the South. Okay, kind of, yeah, technically, that's kind of right. But in actuality, it really had nothing. I mean, I shouldn't say it had nothing to do with slavery, but it really wasn't about slavery per se. What it was was about slavery. No, um, essentially, they passed a law. And it was they wanted to ban slavery or ban slavery, right? They wanted to abolish slavery. Sixteenth Amendment, right? We got to get rid of it. In the South, they were like, "Well, we need slaves to harvest the cotton, harvest tobacco, and harvest this and harvest that." And um, they didn't want to have to pay people to do it. They'd rather have their slaves. So. South Carolina is like, fuck that shit. We're succeeding from the Union. We're out. And then you had North Carolina and Georgia, and you had these other states say, yeah, we're, we're with them. And not to get in a whole history lesson, but essentially the, the Abraham Lincoln sent the army down to Fort Sumner, uh, South Carolina, and the fight began. I mean, for lack of a better, to not go into total detail of exactly what happened. So, yeah, it was kind of about slavery, but it was really more about succession. And um, so it was, there was no formal Southern military because there was still a, it was still a United States prior to all of that, right? So when you hear the Union Army, blah, 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 and the, and the, the Southern Army, blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> basically, the what it was is you had the Army, the United States military, whatever, whatever branch, the United States military, <laughs> wherever you lived is how you fell into that service. So if you lived in the North, you were the Union. If you lived in the South, you were Southern, and you probably had some that went North and went South. I get it. So there wasn't two militaries per se i mean for example lee went to west point with grant so it's not like these people didn't know each other you know especially the generals but um so in a civil war i think it's more going to be people like us because i think there's more people like us than we probably realize um i think the problem is is in modern days especially in in Western, quote-unquote, Western countries, modern countries, uh, like the United States. Hell, I'll say the United States, even Mexico. I mean, you know, we what you don't know about Mexico is you don't know. But Mexico, Canada, most of pretty much all of Europe, parts of, you know, most of, you know, parts of Russia, at least the, the Western part of Russia, you know, Japan, you know, just most of your, most of your countries in this world are modernized you know i know it's silly to say you think well it's 2023 everyone's modernized not nah, you not as much as you think <laughs> i guarantee you there's parts of certain countries that are still 40 50 years behind i know that sounds crazy to think about but trust me i guarantee you it's like that the problem with modernization is lazinization i just made that word up it's detom exclusive lazinization uh what i mean by that is this if in America there's 330 some odd million people, okay, uh, maybe, probably not even, maybe a quarter of that number are people like us that are like, this is bullshit, I'm sick of this shit, you might have guns, you might, because I'm not even going to say all gun owners are like this because you probably have some people that just happen to have a gun for protection, but they're not going to go out and start a revolution, Right? But then there are people like me that will say, what do we got to do? You know, 
but that number's still not big. If it's a if if it's a quarter of the population, you're still only talking like seven million people. Okay. Um, the good news is there might be a quarter or less than a quarter that feel some sort of way. The other fifty percent or so of the country is like I. No bubbles, no troubles. I can watch my TV. I can watch my Netflix. I can watch my Disney Plus. Why are you guys bothering me with all the revolution stuff? Very much kind of like the American Revolution, 1776. Uh, like I said, we declared our independence. Shit was going on prior to that. And shit went on past that. But the term three percenters. Right, you've heard that term. Oh, this is the Oath Keepers, and these are the three percenters. You've heard those terms. Those terms <laughs> originated back in seventeen seventy-three, four, five. Uh, what does it mean? Well, three percenters basically boil down to your revolutionaries, okay? Because not everybody in the colonies was ready to go to war. They were like, "Yeah, fuck this shit. We're going to." We want to be our own country. We're going to war with Britain. It wasn't like that. You literally had 3% of the population that fought that war. Now, 3% today would be 9 million soldiers. Okay? It's a pretty hefty army. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, it would be the largest army in the world. Um, it'd be larger than a couple armies. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But anyway... Um, back then, I don't know the exact population, but 3% was probably 10, 20,000 people, maybe, maybe, maybe a little more. So compared to the British army, that's a big difference. How we were able to do that is beyond me, but point being is if the population of this country or the 13 colonies I should say at the time was a couple hundred thousand 3% were like yeah we're, we're doing this 97% of the country was like what the fuck are we doing what everything's fine we're great everything's good yeah come on we gotta pay a little higher taxes on some tea and shit who cares just don't drink fucking tea. You know, I'm guarantee you had people like that. Why are we doing this? It's stupid. Guarantee you. And you're talking a small population. So what do you think would happen today? And I think that's why the WEF and all these people are starting to do this stuff. Because I think they feel that the majority of the population is going to go along with it. Let's let's go back just a few years ago just to something something as simple as covid how many of the people whether you guys did or not fell in line so quickly for this cold 70 something percent of this country said yeah i'm getting vaccinated now whether they only got one or two shots i don't know i don't know what the final tally has been but even if 50 percent of this country is fully vaccinated let's let's even go lower if 40% of this country is fully vaccinated. That's still 120 some odd million people that is like, yes, I'm getting vaccinated. Hell, you still see people wearing masks. So those are the people that are going to for surely be like, uh, so Klaus Schwab wants to give us matching uniforms? Cool. I don't have to worry about going to the mall and buying a bunch of clothes or going to the walmart or target or wherever i can just wear my futuristic robes <laughs> and uh so you're going to have a large swath of people not just in this country but throughout the world that are like yeah so it's going to be the 20 no, i don't want to say 20 percent, but the 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 fourth of your country's people that's going to have to stand up and and say no i'm not going to do that so when i say it's more of a world civil war it's not a usa versus russia or usa versus china or you you know it's not going to be like that 
I think that's the confusion that we're we're looking at when you watch the news media, at least in this country. It's like possible war, possible nuclear war. If China invades Taiwan, what is the U.S. going to That's all fucking fodder. That doesn't mean shit. That's not going to happen. It's more about what is the U.S. going to do to us? What is Russia going to do to their people? Is Russia even doing what they think they're going to do? Maybe Russia's... The anti-WEF. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think if if we're going to war, it's not going to be with one another. It's going to be us versus them. I think the time has come that the, the NWO, the WEF, the Illuminati, whatever branch you want to call them in the tree of the Illuminati has had enough and it's time to it's time to do what they want to do. I guess the question is are you ready for what's about to possibly happen? Um I mean essentially you know, I mean I guess that's really the crux of it. I mean, I could go on and on about how if you look at the time that the Bolshevik Revolution, the October Revolution was going on, what caused World War II to happen, and then look at what's going on right now. Like I said, trainee, military personnel, all-inclusive this... LBGTQP2 that and we we repeat history and it was funny because like you know Chris and I were having this conversation um today or yesterday and as I said you know it's crazy how it always seems that history kind of recycles itself it, it might be a little more modernized but every and he goes well then it kind of leads credence to more of assimilation thing. And I was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I think, I personally think it's not necessarily simulation as much as it, it very well could be uh, a test run. They tried this. It, oh, it didn't quite work. We need to tweak this, so we need to build back up to that again. Because, like I said, these guys played a long game. But, anyway, without regurgitating the same shit, I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and put a lid on the day. You know, Friday, I think I'm going to Got home from the gym here. I think I'm going to catch me a shower and make a drink. Wind down. Call the day a day. So, guys, essentially, nothing more than I can say is this. Go to my Patriot Supply slash D-Top. No, I'm joking. <laughs> just joking. They're not a sponsor. Um, Just get as ready as you possibly can. I know the majority of my listeners are in Florida. So hopefully you guys are ready for a hurricane. Not that there's one coming, but, you know, you should still be ready, right? But I think if you don't live in Florida, you should be ready. Because, I mean, you're never going to be ready enough. You're never going to have enough food. You're not going to be able to go to the store and have two years worth of food. You know, that's where the the, the these My Patriot Supply type places, uh, you know, this is 25-year shelf life. Okay, but it's also expensive as fucking shit. Okay. And even then, it's not it's not that it's a year's worth of food or two years worth of food. It's just it lasts forever. You know, you might buy a four week supply or a two month supply or whatever the the numbers are. But obviously, the more months you buy, the more expensive it is, right? So, I think essentially this is how it boils down. Get as prepared as you possibly can do. I guess if nothing else, what you really should start doing is look at off the grid living. Okay, and it's not to say that you need to move to the the mountains of, uh, you know, Appalachia to try and be off the grid. You can be wherever you're at right now and live, quote unquote, off the grid, because if shit goes to shit, you might as well kiss this nice air conditioning that you have goodbye in the fucking hundred degree weather. But more importantly, what are you going to drink? What are you going to eat? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? So if, if, if we have some time before shit hits the fan, 
my advice to you is this. Get supplies. Get get what you can. Buy seeds. Maybe not even buy seeds. Like, well, the bad thing is it's so much GMO shit. You can't even go to the grocery store. And if you buy vegetables or whatever, a lot of those, you can't even harvest those seeds out of whatever those vegetables are because those seeds won't reproduce. As crazy as that is, but it's true. So if you can find a website, there's plenty of them out there that sell um, seeds, you know, to grow vegetables um, that are clean, they're non-GMO, they'll reproduce, they'll constantly reproduce. Find out a way how to build a generator, like a water power generator. Uh, Collect rainwater, build you something in your backyard to do that. That way you have water. It'll teach you, there's books you can buy, there's stuff online that'll teach you how to build filters, how to filter the water. Buy the stuff now. You can buy stuff to filter water. You can buy this stuff. Buy it while you can. You don't have to go crazy and spend a grand on shit, but you can slowly purchase things. Learn how to make a grow a garden. Learn how to do these things while you can so that when you have to do it, you know how to do it. Okay? So... I guess with that being said, guys, that's all I have for you today. Check us out at uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. Whatever podcast app got you're listening to this on, guys, please make sure you follow, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. And then also, don't forget, go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Click the More button, drop down, and uh, go to the DTOM store and uh, see see what we got. If, if there's stuff there you like, uh, maybe maybe make a purchase and help uh, help the show out and if there's things that you guys want to see added to that then hit me up and uh, let me know other than that guys you have a great friday and i'll talk to you again on uh, sunday